0: Welcome to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast with your host Mathia Ford, CEO of Renal Diet Headquarters. This is our weekly talk about how you can succeed with a kidney diet. Brought to you by RenalDietHQ.com, a website whose mission is to be the most valued resource on kidney disease that people can use to improve their health. Hello and welcome to episode number thirty-seven of the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. This is Mathia Ford, your host. Um, episode number 37, we are talking this week and this month about anemia and chronic kidney disease. It's something that is very prevalent in having the disease that you have problems with anemia. And mainly, that's because your kidneys actually have a lot to do with how many red blood cells and how much um, red blood cells are made in your body and then how much, you, or how your iron levels or your red blood cell counts are very important to how much energy you feel and how much, um, oxygen gets to your muscles and allows your body to do the things that it needs to do. So I wanted to start out. This week with reminding you that um, we have the AAKP meeting coming up and also that we have a new product, the caregiver guide that is about um, taking care of people with chronic kidney disease and kind of what to expect and what things that could happen, things that will happen along the way. Um, It also has some stuff about aromatherapy and about Reflexology and massage and, um, in general in the back, it has some really great worksheets to help you manage the process of being a caregiver much more easily. So I encourage you to go and look at that if you have a chance. Um, I think I have a link to that in the show notes and you'll find the show notes at www.renaldiethq.com forward slash 037 again that's forward slash 037 you'll find information and links there this information is also easily found in my book on Amazon it's book number 11 of my series about kidney disease and it's called anemia and chronic kidney disease strangely enough and I'm going to kind of talk to you about some of the things that are in there, but there's a lot more information in the book, and I will put a link to the author page in there so that you can go to Amazon and find it. Let's start out with what is anemia, because I kind of hinted around that it has to do with red blood cells, but anemia is basically when the body's unable to make an adequate amount of red blood cells for your body. So... Everybody knows you have red blood cells and you need them for transporting oxygen around to the rest of your body, especially your vital organs like your heart and your brain. And the oxygen then performs functions in your heart and your brain and your muscles to help you um, use the sugar in your blood, the glucose in your blood to help you uh, process and get energy out of food. Um... And when you don't have a lot of red blood cells available, that means you don't get enough oxygen. That means you can't process the things in your body to give you energy. And so you probably have low amounts of energy. They have problems. Those can be problems especially for your heart, your brain, your kidneys. Um, it, when you have chronic kidney disease, it can be a problem for you because... The hormone erythropoietin is usually called EPO, but it's erythropoietin in the body. Or you might have an iron deficiency if you're not eating a lot of meat. Um, During the later stages of chronic kidney disease, you tend to eat lower amounts of protein. That will give you um, a chance to have a lower amount of um, iron in your body. So that's going to affect you significantly. And and what you need to understand is that your body gets new blood cells every 90 to 120 days. And it usually recycles a lot of them, but um, a lot of the times you may lose them. You may have blood tests drawn a lot. um, And you may, if you're on dialysis, you certainly lose blood in the dialysis um, process. If you're doing hemodialysis, there's some that's lost or some that are damaged. So erythropoietin is created by the kidneys. So when your kidneys are not acting good or not processing things well, it's actually going to affect how much erythropoietin is generated. This hormone causes the bone marrow to create... um red blood cells. So red blood cells are actually made in your bone marrow in your, especially in like your leg bones and some of your upper arm bones, your hip bones. Um, but your body is waiting for that signal from the erythropoietin to tell it to make more red blood cells kind of makes more on a regular basis, but to get, if you need a higher amount cause you're losing more blood or something like that, um unhealthy kidneys do not um, make very much erythropoietin, and that causes the next step in the cycle to not occur. So the chain of events would be something like you develop chronic kidney disease. Um, over time, as your kidneys worsen, you make less erythropoietin. And then that causes your body to make fewer red blood cells. And then less oxygen is available for your body because you don't have as many red blood cells. And you start getting the symptoms of anemia. So the things started happening quite a bit before you got the symptoms of anemia, which is why it's kind of um, harder to catch up to because you've got to get everything to catch up to start making again. Your iron levels in your body are important. Um, Most of your iron is in the hemoglobin, and that's a protein that transports the oxygen in your blood. You might find out that you have anemia. If it's iron deficiency, it's going to be because of low levels of hemoglobin. Um, You also can have other vitamin deficiencies that can cause anemia. But it's important that you know your body's iron levels when you're doing the processing to determine what type of anemia you have so that the doctor knows how to treat it. Um, Some of the common blood tests that they do are like a hematocrit and a hemoglobin. So hematocrit tells them the volume of red blood cells and hemoglobin tells them how much hemoglobin iron capacity you have in your blood. Um, Serum ferritin. Ferritin is another type of vitamin... um, it carries and it can affect your vitamin status and your iron status. Your total iron binding capacity. If your iron binding capacity is high, that means that you don't have enough iron. Iron, If something is bound to iron, so to speak, that means that the hemoglobin is bound and it has an iron attached to it. That means you're using a lot of iron. If you have a high amount of capacity, that means that you don't have enough iron to bind all those things that need to be done. So it's important to know what that level is. And you have other tests. Serum ferritin, like I was talking about a minute ago. Ferritin is a protein that sticks to iron and assists in the body in the storage of iron. So body, your body usually stores a certain amount of iron, not just in the red blood cells, but in other areas. Um, and normal values are, you know, anywhere from 12 to 300 nanograms uh, per milliliter of blood. And women are like 12 to 150 nanograms per milliliter of blood. And if you have dialysis, it could be a different number. So if you're low, it could mean that your body doesn't have enough iron reserves. Um... You need to think about and help your doctor determine whether it's an iron deficiency or it's another type of vitamin deficiency. Um, it's kind of that vitamins of B6 and B12 are also important, but B12 and B12 B6 is folate. Um, the Schilling test is used to determine if the body is properly absorbing the vitamin B12. Vitamin B12 is. <laughs> Processed in your body in an interesting way. B12, when you eat it, it goes into your stomach and you have something that's called like an iron activator. I can't remember the exact name of the thing that's in your stomach, but in your acid and it activates B12. And then your B12 goes throughout your intestinal tract and is then reabsorbed towards the end of your small intestine, large intestine. And it is absorbed into your body. I shouldn't say reabsorbed. It's absorbed into your body at that point. So if it was not activated in your stomach because of the non-acidic environment, say you're taking lots of Prilosec or other things that decrease the acid in your stomach, you may not be activating that B12. You could have a B12 deficiency. Um I've known a lot of people who have this problem because they take a lot of those um, Nexium, Prilosec, whatever. And so if the B12 is never activated, your body's not going to absorb it at a later point in digestion. So it's just going to go right on by. So you need to make sure that they're checking your B12 levels and see if you have a B12 deficiency as well. They can give you shots for that, or they can help you determine what um, medications you may need to take. Folate can cause... Um, Folic acid deficiency, which enlarges your red blood cells, makes them kind of big, and they're just kind of ineffective that way. So you need to know, in general, what it is that is the type of anemia that you have. Um, you, You may be wondering to yourself, you know, how do you, what causes anemia, how do you handle it? And... With, with chronic kidney disease, it's kind of like I described. You have to limit the protein. So that decreases your iron levels. So did you get anemia because you limited protein and you have a lower iron level? Or do you get anemia because your kidneys are not working as well? They're not releasing the erythropoietin and then therefore causing you not to make new red blood cells when the other ones are damaged. So it's kind of a catch-22, which causes it. A lot of people, um, on dialysis can get, or even early, late stage kidney disease, when their um, anemia gets to a certain point, maybe they have a 12 hemoglobin or an 11 hemoglobin or an 8 or 9, um, their doctor may give them erythropoietin or EPO. It's different drugs that they can give you, um, epigen or some other stuff. But you get that, and then it helps your blood levels to get, Higher your iron levels to get higher, your, your decrease your anemia, and then once you get to that level, they may then not give you another dose of EPO. And you're thinking, Well, I need that to maintain, and you, you lose your, you kind of go down. It becomes a cycle where you get the EPO, you increase your iron levels, and then you go down from that, and then you get it back again. So it's just part of the way that the medicine is practiced. But um, it's neither good nor bad. You sh- should feel pretty good when you have your iron levels up. And if you're feeling fatigued and tired, you need to check into whether or not you have some sort of anemia. Um, other vitamin deficiencies can cause um, anemia, like I said. You could have blood loss from dialysis or from other surgeries. Maybe you had a, um access put in or something like that. That can cause bone loss. You may have bone marrow suppression, may cause you not to have as much um, released. Iron is not released into your body. Um, if you, when you lose, when your red blood cells are damaged, say, or die after 90 to 120 days, usually what happens is in your body you have a process where that iron is reclaimed and reused your body's very good about recycling reduce reuse and recycle that's what your body does and so it reuses that but sometimes it may be affected and those um, uh, those body processes don't happen as efficiently and it and that may be because you have such high levels of waste products in your blood or your um, you know, illness is causing other things, maybe medications are causing this to happen. Either way, it's potentially going to be a reason why. And it's important to understand why, because if there's something you can do, if you can take an iron medication to help increase your iron levels, if you can take something to increase your B12 or B6, um, you, you really can help your body to kind of come back from an anemia or help it, You even if your doctors give you EPO, you may need to take iron. You're helping your body to process that iron better. Um, Some of the symptoms. So I've been talking about having anemia. Some of the symptoms of anemia are very common: is fatigue and shortness of breath, just weakness and being tired. Um, You may have pale skin. I know a lot of us have pale skin now, regardless because we wear sunscreen or don't go out in the the sun. Um, You may be affected with your ability to think clearly. You may have some rapid heartbeat, um, headache, weakness, ringing in your ears. It can cause cold hands and feet. It certainly can cause depression. It's one of those things where you're so slowed down. And um, Today I was listening to some good information on I listen to other podcasts as well and someone was talking about losing your health is not losing everything you don't you don't have nothing if you lose your health as your health declines you certainly have other options and I think that's something to feel encouraged by because I feel like anemia really makes you just it's almost frustrating as to how hard it can be to kind of get past the fatigue so it's important to know okay, tell my doctor I have fatigue and that I'm tired all the time, and they can check these things if they're not checking them already. And it, and they may, it may not be the problem, but it may lead to something else. Um, you might have trouble doing your daily activities or just in general listness, listlessness or something like that. You, you'll just find out that it, it can be a lot of ways, but one of the most ways is um, fatigue. It might be make you weak. It might make you have aches and pains, but everything kind of makes you have aches and pains. So you may not recognize that. But if you feel this, this depression and the fatigue, those are pretty common. Um, anemia can also cause um, restless legs. It can cause brittle nails. It can cause changes in menstrual cycles. It can um, cause you to have trouble achieving or maintaining an erection. It just can do all kinds of things to your body. That if you had it corrected, you probably would have some um, improvement in those areas. You, just in general, are going to feel kind of crummy when you have um, anemia. So this week we talked about what is anemia, what are the different types of anemia, what are some signs and symptoms, um, and... Those signs and symptoms, even though they're pretty common when you have chronic kidney disease, you may feel tired, you may feel fatigued. Make sure that your doctor's checking you for anemia, and if you have it, make sure you understand what you need to do and what medications you can take and how that can help you. Um so that's what I'm gonna talk about for this week. Thanks very much, and next week we're gonna talk about medications and treatments for kidney disease and anemia. Um, there's some things that are commonly done. I talked about them for a minute, but I'm going to talk more in depth about them next week. So thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate your, um, time and I hope to, uh, hear from you. If you have any comments or questions, email me at podcast at renaldiethq.com and I'll be glad to answer any questions you have. Thank you. You've been listening to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. Head on over to the website at www.renaldiethq.com slash go slash email to sign up for our email list and get exciting updates every week on what is happening. Thanks, and we will talk to you again next week.